Welcome to the Naturopathic Life and Living Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Francis, where I'm going to be talking about all kinds of things underneath the sun, everything that has to do with life, living, and your healthcare. So today, I want to talk about the season. And when I say the season, I mean the season of winter. I mean the long, dark days, isolation, bitter cold, loneliness. Yeah, that's what I want to talk about. That's that's what I want to talk about today. So for those of you that know the story of Persephone, to go into mythology, there was lust, manipulation, ulterior motives, loss, and then the onset of winter. So I'm not really going to go into that much of the story about Persephone and how winter came to be. There are all kinds of resources and things can be found online and, and all of that. My point is, is that years and years and years ago, more people recognized, and that could be just an assumption as in more, but it was a different perspective before the monotheistic religions took over. But people celebrated the winter solstice, which just happened, which is the shortest day of the year. It means that there's shadows in darkness and desolation and depression, and all of those other things that I've already talked about. It also means it's a time to turn and look forward to longer days and brighter days and warmer days and things like that. And so that is actually why we have these holidays is to be able to connect people, keep people from getting depressed, keep people from feeling isolated, to be able to create festivities, to have festivals, to have a reason for a celebration in the midst of all this cold and darkness. And of course, depending on where you live in the world, it might not necessarily be so cold or so dark. However, being from the Midwest in the United States, this is a very, very common thing here. Right now, we haven't had any snow. It's actually been warm enough to be raining, which it it happens to be right now as I'm recording this. But a lot of times people cover up how they're really feeling so that way they can be able to connect and maybe they think it's just for show or for whatever reasons people do what they do. There's a real reason behind putting on a smiley face and decorating with lights and all of that. And a lot of people fake it. I just saw a post from somebody that I knew online that was talking about how he felt disconnected and he remembered that he was told before fake it till you make it. And he realized that that never works. Fake it till you make it doesn't work. It's ingenuine. It doesn't bring anybody back to center. It doesn't create the connection that is causing the loss in the first place. And so instead, he decided to be vulnerable, to be honest, to tell somebody that he was with, hey, look, I'm feeling disconnected. Hey, look, I'm, I'm not really sure about this situation right now. I don't like how I'm feeling and I would like to feel embodied again. And they connected in that moment of him acknowledging his feelings of disconnect. And sometimes, especially at this time of year, people don't know how to acknowledge that. People have been taught not to be honest, not to be vulnerable. That's just not safe. Why? Because other people don't want to feel the connection to their vulnerability and their insecurity and their loneliness and their sadness. So instead, they respond with contempt. 
They respond with disgust. They respond with annoyance and irritation, which just proves to the first person why they shouldn't have said anything in the first place. Because instead of being heard, instead of being received, they're being attacked for the disconnect that they have from themselves because somebody else is connecting to their disconnect. And yes, in my story, this man that made this post, he was able to reconnect because he took some time out and acknowledged himself with somebody else who took the time to acknowledge him. And those are the kinds of things that this time of year is for, is to be able to pause and recognize. It's also a time to be heard. It's always a time to be heard. And the difficulties in relationships and dynamics are that people are coming from different perspectives with different pasts, different histories, different stories, different narratives. And so they're not actually going to be able to see what you're saying. They're not going to be able, most people aren't going to be able to understand your perspective because they're viewing it from their own perspective, which could be in massive contrast to yours, especially when it involves family members. Because just because people experience the same environment in similar situations does not mean that they made the same meaning out of what happened. Shared past don't mean identical stories about that past. Quite often, they're never the same stories. Minute details, big meanings, oftentimes they're not the same as somebody else that was along for the ride as well. So at this time of year, especially, it can be difficult for people that are feeling lost and are feeling lonely and are feeling dark because other people are trying to avoid that. And there's the whole social expectation of even more strongly putting on a happy face. So just if you can recognize that those arguments, that those conversations from desperation, those kinds of things happen because people want to be heard, because the people in their families matter to them, because they want to be recognized and they don't feel relevant and that can look like abuse because abuse is ab use, utilizing something in an inappropriate way, not truly respecting and recognizing the dynamics in a relationship and holding it in the highest regards. Why? Because they've been around for so long, because people have gotten comfortable, because people would be exhausted to constantly recognize on a regular basis all of the time how much somebody else is valued. Quite honestly, I see it so many times that when people are regularly acknowledged, they start doubting whether they're actually appreciated or not because it's such a regular thing that they get told it. It sounds not genuine. So it's kind of like a catch-22. It doesn't matter what you do. People are still going to view you from their own perspective with their own belief systems about why you're doing what you're doing and question your motivations and, and all of that. So the best we can do is connect with ourselves and be in integrity with what we're doing. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes we have hard days and sometimes we have hard weeks and sometimes we have hard seasons, but things change. It's the only thing consistent in life is that things change. And sometimes yeah, it seems really, really hard to endure, but moments change. Eventually, the days get brighter, and they get longer, and they get warmer, and then somebody's there smiling, and then we're smiling, or we're the ones smiling first as we're looking at ourselves in the mirror, or however it happens to be. 
And I know it's difficult and I know it's frustrating and I know it can seem obnoxious. But deep down, we all just want to be seen. We want to be valued. We want to be recognized and we want to know that we're relevant. So with the struggles and the fighting and the necessary pause that's happening right now in the midst of uncertainty, it's imperative to take that time out to be able to recognize what has mattered to us and how those things might make a difference. Because in the midst of everything, everybody is just trying to do their best, trying to make sense out of it. And oftentimes, sadly, it's not until those opportunities are over and they're not happening anymore do people finally realize and see the value of what they once had. So instead, instead of being in the middle of everything and feeling nothing, feel everything in the middle of it all or take some time out and be in the middle of nothing and feeling everything and just allow that to pass through because things do change and it can feel very difficult to endure. But this is a time of year when people can take their own lives. And then after that, when people find out about it, that just wrecks havoc on the worlds of everybody involved who was so busy, everyone who was so busy trying to be seen and valued and recognized and valuing and seeing and recognizing even when it doesn't get received. So with that, I want to acknowledge, specifically calling it out, that suicide is a real thing. And there are a lot of people at this time of year who contemplate it. And whether they actually make the attempt to do it or not, yes, people succeed. But the people who don't even make the attempts, it doesn't mean it's not in their heads. It doesn't mean they're not struggling with it. It doesn't mean it's not a fight. It means that they're dealing with their demons. It means all of their insecurities and all of their traumas and all of their reasons and proofs that they have of how they have no value, of how they're not recognized, about how they're not heard, about how they're irrelevant. So if we can just pause for that, because again, the days get brighter and the glimmer in the eyes when we're recognized, when we see ourselves and when others that we see see us and those moments of connection, they happen. They happen again. It's like the ebbs and flows. It's just part of life. Things change and they do get better. So then we can just endure. We can just feel what we feel and know that it's temporary although not knowing what that temporary necessarily means for duration, or we can actively do things. And it doesn't have to be an or, it can be an and. And we can actively do things to try to bring ourselves through that because all of our feelings and all of our ideas and thoughts and all of these things that we contemplate and experience, we are biology, we are physiology. And so different activities, different practices will induce certain kinds of biochemicals in our bodies to help us be able to process what we're dealing with easier, quicker, more productively, if that's even a way to look at it. 
So what kinds of things am I talking about? Well, you can get into altered headspaces. You're already in an altered headspace if you're contemplating suicide. So what is a way to be able to help get out of that? What is a, a change that we can make? What is something that we can do? Well, for one, get outside. If you're in your house and you're stuck in your house and you're not being subjected to sunlight, direct access to sunlight and fresh air, assuming, of course, you live in a place that has access to fresh air. Some areas, the air is fresher than others, but if it's a place that you live in, that's your air. That's where you can go. If you can go to a different place, if your environment isn't the best, then try to go there. Some people find recreational areas to go to, park ranges, walking through the woods in a forest, those kinds of things. If you don't have anything like that near you, then just go outside and sit in the sunlight. Stand in the sunlight. Close your eyes and just feel the sunlight and absorb that warmth. You could also go for a walk. If you have a dog, take your dog for a walk. <laughs> My dog just jumped up and looked at me like, what? Is this what we're going to do? <laughs> Get moving. Get the blood circulating and flowing so that way whatever biochemicals are stuck, they keep you perseverating those thoughts. Get them moving. If you can run, do that. More enhanced physical activity. Jump up and down. Shake your hips. Stomp your feet. Move your arms around. Follow an exercise routine. Just make something up to get your body moving. You've got stuff in there that needs to be able to flow and be felt and get out of your system. So overpower it with some endorphins. Overpower it with some adrenaline. Make yourself process those things that you just keep going through and over and over. Help move it through your system. Take care of yourself. A lot of times people don't talk about what that means. What does it mean to take care of yourself? I used to hear people say stuff like, well, take care of yourself like you would somebody that you cared about. Take care of yourself as if you were your own child. Take care of yourself as if you were your own lover. Well, a lot of that stuff, what in the world doesn't even mean? People don't say what it means. They just say, do this. They say the cliche, but they don't say what the cliche actually means. So, okay, Dr. Francis, what are you talking about? What does this even mean? Well, it's quite simple, actually. Take a warm bath. Give yourself time and attention to be able to actually hear yourself. Journal. Write stuff out. Like I was saying, go for a walk and just talk. Just release those thoughts. Say whatever it is that you need to say. And then listen to yourself as you're saying those things. You can think about it. And then if that was somebody else saying those things to you, how would you respond? Respond to yourself that way. So for example, a lot of times we are harsher on ourselves than we would be on somebody else. Unless, of course, maybe it's a family member or a parent. And then we can be pretty harsh on them as well. So have some compassion. What does that even mean? It means understand the reality of what's being said. It means hear what you're actually saying. It means believe the reality of this experience and what that depth actually means. It means care. It means care for yourself. It means honor yourself. Put time and attention into the care of yourself. Taking a nice long bath. Put bubbles in there if you want to. Draw, color, journal. Like I said, exercise, move your body around, talk. Just say what needs to be said and then hear it and hear what needs to be said. It's independent, individualized, attentive 
focus. That's what it's all about. And so to turn that around and bringing it back to this season and this holiday time where we're meeting together and we're trying to be able to have those connections and we're dealing with the past frustrations and the lack of recognition and the feeling of being irrelevant. And some people are more adamant and louder at expressing those things. So how do we get through that? Be present with yourself. Be present with them, depending if that presence means creating boundaries and saying, I'm not going to do this. That's a decision. If those ideas of presence means just listening, that's what I'm saying more of is just being available. See, part of the time, the reason why people get so frustrated and they get so stressed out and they create drama is because they're fighting to be relevant. They're fighting to be heard. They're fighting to be understood and believed and recognized. It really is that simple, but it's not always that easy. But sometimes it really is. Seriously, maybe. What if? What if all you had to do is let go of the story from the past and allow this person to be who they are? Just allow them to be, just look in their eyes and focus and center and just be with them. Imagine the possibilities of the healing that could happen in you, in them, because of you. That is an amazing gift for this time of year, any time of year, actually. Happy holidays, everybody. All right, everybody, that ends our episode for today. I hope you were able to get some helpful information to be able to live more naturally. So if you like what I had to say today and you found it beneficial or helpful, please go ahead and share. And if there's anything going on where you need to find a naturopathic doctor or for any reason you need somebody to talk to, please go ahead and call me at 586-405-7618. Or you can find me online at canassist.me. That's C-A-N-N-A-S-S-I-S-T dot M-E. This is Dr. Francis saying, enjoy, have fun, and until next time.